0: To a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Reverend Bright Nakruma, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. To your truth, teach us and draw us closer to the father we pray lord that you give us fertile hearts that are receptive to your word amen that the word will bring forth fruits in our life in his name amen amen Put up your hands together once again and please be seated wonderful awesome you are looking really nice so, um, tonight, today, we are continuing on our message on prayer. And church. we are continuing sharing from the book, How to Pray, by our prophet, the evangelist, Bishop Dagwood mills And we've been talking about um, prayer topics. Prayer topics. Prayer topics. Last week, we talked about topics in the Lord's Prayer topics in the Lord's Prayer, and, um, you know, as we've been sharing about prayer, you see, I believe that some people's lives are being changed, you understand? Lives do change by the Word of God, but it's not for everyone that Mm. their lives will change. Their lives will change for people whose hearts receive the seed of the Word of God. Those are the ones who bring forth fruit. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So the message that we are sharing, it is really changing certain lives. Somebody sent me a message and said, or called me actually, and said um, how the message has changed her prayer life. Mm-hmm. That when she used to stand to pray, you know, sometimes she didn't even know, I mean, how to pray and how long. And just giving thanks alone, she tried it and she was amazed how long she could pray, how fruitful she felt her prayers were. And so I believe that people who have the right hearts and are receiving, they are being blessed. So just a prepared heart, whenever the word of God is shared, the word of God is powerful, it's quick and powerful. And it is only so to those whose hearts are prepared to receive it. So, today we are continuing and we want to talk about the Ephesians prayer topics. Wow. wow. Prayer topics. Oh. topics in the Ephesians prayer. That is a message. Topics in the Ephesians prayer. Amen. Wonderful. And I believe most of you are familiar with this prayer. Uh, so we are reading from the book. All of you can get your books and we can read it together. Gamma copy. Many people just gloss over Ephesians chapter one. Mm. They think it is too complicated to understand. However, God reveals to us major topics for prayer mm. in this chapter. Mm. And here, Bishop calls them the efficient prayer formula. Hallelujah. So Amen. prayer formula or the uh, efficient prayer contains six important topics or components. There are six important components. And they are, number one, the first step is to give thanks with grateful heart. Give Amen. thanks with a grateful heart. The second step is to pray for wisdom and revelation in the Amen. knowledge of Him. The third step is to pray for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Amen. And we are reading from page 62, the Ephesians Prayer Topics. If you have the Macarios, you have your books, page 62. I, you got have, my I have a copy. So the fourth step is to pray to know your calling and the hope of your calling. You see, your calling and the hope of your calling. And the fifth step is to pray to know the riches of the inheritance of the saints. And then the sixth step is to pray to know the power of God, to know the power of God. Hallelujah. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Let us read this prayer and then we will look at the components together. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 15, wonderful. is a "Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. To us, what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, this is the Ephesians prayer. And the first component we said is to give thanks. Give thanks, it says in verse 16, it says, Cease not to give thanks for you. Cease not to Mm -hmm. give thanks for you. So, first of all, as we have said before, you must give thanks. You must give thanks. Many people have become very hardened and ungrateful. It is nice when you meet people, the few people that we know of, who among the whole masses, are grateful. They are grateful people. There are not many grateful people in the world. Hmm. They have personally experienced that you have done certain good to people and they have not been grateful. People are naturally not grateful. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Are you listening? People are naturally not grateful. Hmm. That is why you have to pray about thanksgiving intentionally mm-hmm. because naturally people are not grateful people True. take things for granted. When things are done for people, they think, they think it is their due right or they are entitled to it. Sometimes, to be honest, or most of the time. Okay. So people are not grateful. The first thing to do under this prayer formula is to spend quality time, quality time thinking, <laughs> Or thanking the Lord in prayer. You ought to spend time to thank the Lord in prayer. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank Him for His protection. Thank Him for His provision. We are, as a church ought to thank God today for His protection. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank Him for our life. We thank Him for being alive today. Hallelujah. Amen. uh, At least that is endless if you begin to thank God for what he has done. But I want you to note in this scripture what Paul was thanking God for. Look at that. In um, the first verse, he says, Wherefore, wherefore I also, are you reading with me? Yes. After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Then he says, I cease not after I have heard of all of these, things, cease not to give thanks for you. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying with you? Yeah. So in this scripture, we are seeing that Paul was being thankful to the Lord or was thanking God for the faithfulness of the people the faith that the people have all their salvation Is somebody understand what I'm saying with you yes sir That he says because he says, after I have heard of your faith after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus cease not to give thanks for you I never stopped thanking God when I heard of how your faith has been how faithful you have been with 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 your christianity how you have received salvation i cease not to give you thanks you see because your salvation or your faith in christ jesus is a great miracle Mm. and unless you become aware of it unless you know of it you will not be thankful for it true even you woke up today you are not thankful that you are saved True. True. I understand what I'm sharing with you, and many times you rise up, giving thanks to the Lord for being alive. You mm-hmm. know your salvation is more important than you being alive today. True. You thank Praise God that you. you know He has given you health. You thank mm-hmm. God that He has provided this for you, that you have a job, that you have a, an apartment or a house. You have money you have food you thank god that you are not a beggar you know you thank god for all of these things but paul said i cease not to give you to give thanks to god because of your faith wow Do you understand what i'm sharing with you now thanksgiving you see it's not niceness thanksgiving is not a nicety it's not something like we say because we are trying to be nice are you understand mm-hmm. what I'm done with you? Saying yes, yes. it's not, you know, like you, you know, you you're trying to get on the elevator and somebody holds the door for you and you say thank you, you mm-hmm. know, that is not the thankfulness we are talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. and many times Christians thank God like that. Okay, mm-hmm. we thank God because it is nice. We let's thank God. You understand? But yes. Thanksgiving is gratitude. thanksgiving is being grateful being grateful in your actions and in it's not just saying it Mm. are you understanding what i'm sharing with you yes Yes. it should come from your heart and when you have understanding of why you are being thankful or what really the lord has done for you you cease not giving thanks you never Mm. wait for the prayer topic to be introduced Introduce. before you start giving thanks. Truth. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, thanksgiving is something that should come from your heart. It's something that you show appreciation. Do you understand? Because yes. if you are trying to get on the train, you are late to work and somebody holds the train for you, and oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, you just say thank you. And- <laughs> You just get on. You, move on yeah. you don't even remember the person who held the train for you, the door at for you. I don't remember the person. But Thanksgiving should come from your heart. It should be something that is, is, is showing how grateful you are and it should not only come from the words that you say, but your actions. You mm-hmm. show that you are grateful. If you are mm-hmm. grateful for your salvation, you will, you will want another person to receive it also. Truth you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. If you are grateful for what God has done for you, then you would want someone else to also receive it. And that shows how grateful you are. Amen. You see, so when Paul heard of their faith, because that is the main thing for which Christ came, Mm. and that these people, they have received faith in Christ Jesus, he says, I cease not giving thanks. Amen. So I want you to, when you are praying and you are thanking God, be aware of what God has really done for you that you really appreciate it you see you don't have to wait until you are really sick and you were almost dead Mm. and now you see God's gratefulness but that God did not make you sick to really go to that close or that come that close to death Before you see what God has really done for you, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? I mean, fly on an aircraft and come back. It is a great deliverance. Hmm. Do you understand? Because you went on the edge of death. You want to stand because, look, when you are flying in an aircraft and something goes wrong, like what happened that I was sharing with you, you have no control. You cannot, you are a human flyer. Or you are, I I, I don't know. Aerodynamics. You are are a good swimmer. Uh. That you can jump out and then maybe land in a boat (laughs) something like that. But it's great deliverance. If you drive, you see, if you have seen an accident before. Mm. The other day I was driving, I was going to work and then I, I could have taken this route. I decided to take that route. And then I took this route. And then as soon as I get on the highway, I saw a a long jam of traffic. Mm. And I was so upset. I was Mm. so upset. And I said, what is this? At this time of the day, that's the traffic. What is happening? You know, what is happening? And then when I got there, when I got there, Mm. I saw the accident that has happened there. Now, when I was leaving home, I got in my car and I remembered I had left something. I had left my headset, my headphone, because I said, eh, I left my headphone. <laughs> and I went back hmm. to get it because I mean, I was going to be at work. I would need it for prayer meeting. I would need it for this and that, you know, so it was important and it's going to make me a little late, but I went back and perhaps that was my deliverance. Yeah. Do you understand? So, when I saw it, then there was appreciation. I said, wow, wow. No, I people delivering me because the cars that were involved in the accident, you know, and the, when I saw the accident, there was one particular car. I was just wondering who will survive in that car. Hmm. Then it made me now begin to thank God as I was moving on. So we, 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 we need to be thankful. We need to be aware. Of God's intervention in our lives, minute, minute, moment to moment, so that we'll be thankful. Hallelujah. Amen. The next topic on this um, prayer line, or prayer um, formula, is cry to the Lord for revelation. Amen. Cry to the Lord for revelation. Amen. Amen. The Lord for what? Revelation. For revelation. He says, the second most important step, the second important step is to cry out to the Lord for revelation. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite prayer topics. Mm -hmm. You may know something, but until it is revealed to you in a deeper way, you do not really know it. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that? Yes. And you may know something, but when it is not revealed to you in a deeper way, you don't really know it. True. So there is a difference between head knowledge and revelation knowledge. Mm. Knowing something, the Bishop talks about how he used to drive so fast. He was one of those fast drivers. And in fact, mm. I mean, he said nobody could beat him when he was back and passing. Okay. And then one day he had an accident when he was dra- driving to the northern part of Ghana. He had an accident where the car somersaulted and he almost died. Mm. And at that time, overspeeding became a revelation to him that you can die. Wow. You see, but if you have not received this revelation, I mean, some people are very fast drivers. I know, right? You understand? And they laugh at some of us who are not fast drivers. You understand? But when you receive a certain revelation, <laughs> it changes your attitude towards driving. Amen. Amen. The Amen. So there is a difference between knowing something and having a revelation about it. True. And the more I pray for revelation, the more I understand the word of God. Mm. The final kind of thing that has taken me further in the ministry and the work with God is the revelation in His Word. Amen. But you have when you have had a revelation, you change. Have you realized that? Yes. When it comes to you, you change. You will change when you have a revelation. True. Your attitude towards soul winning will change when you have a revelation about hell. If you dreamt and you have died and you have gone to hell, hey. and may you never go to hell. Amen. But a dream for revelation so that it will take you. I think it's a good prayer. It's a good prayer. <laughs> but you wake up, you say, hey, what was that <laughs> doing? It will change your attitude towards soul. Isn't that so? Yes, it's true. People who have had near death experiences and they have gone to hell, it has changed their revelation. But many people don't take salvation for anything, they don't value salvation. They, mm. I mean, they think even church thing is just a waste of time, they yeah. have no value for it. True, you are preaching. There are other things that are more important to for them, them. So as their work, their marriages, their family, their children, all kinds of things. And they don't care about salvation. Forgive. But pray for any person like that that is in your life that God will reveal to them about salvation. Amen. Are you understanding? Whether it's your God. mother, your father, your wife, your brothers, your sisters, your husband, your nephews, cousins, anyone that you know of. That is not saved Do you understand? Because once you have revelation, and you too, you, your salvation does not mean much to you because you have not had a revelation about hell. Wow. The great amen. God has delivered you from, you have not had revelation about it. Hmm. But until you have a revelation, you don't change. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Now, look up the word revelation. It says, it's surprising and Previously unknown fact. Mm. That is revelation. A surprising and previously unknown fact. Especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. Wow. That is revelation. And this is what Paul was saying that he prays that the spirit of, he says, that God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Do you see? So to have revelation is to have a surprising and previously unknown fact. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Definition says the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. Mm. Let me say it again. Listen very carefully. It says a divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So now let me ask you, if there is something relating to humans or human existence, especially that is personal to you, something relating to human existence and it's personal to you, wouldn't you like to know? I want to know. So why would you pray about revelation? Uh, I have to pray. If there is something that is relating to human and it's not disclosed to all, why would you not like to know? And don't you think that if you know that, then you have a head up and you'll be ahead of other people? True. That is why people who have revelation they are always ahead. Wow, wow. People who have revelation, they are always ahead, always ahead because sure. it is something pertaining to human. It mm-hmm. is in your business, it's in your career, your education, your mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. raising children. If you get a certain revelation, you'll be ahead of others. True, true. Be ahead of others. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You must pray about revelation. In every area of your life. It is pertaining to. Related to humans. So you must pray for revelation. In your marriage. Amen. Unless a woman has revelation. About submission. You will never submit. And it will not make sense to you. You are preaching. You understand what I am sharing with you? Yes. Unless a man has revelation. About love. It is just a nice thing to him. Good day You you think that love is buying flowers and remembering birthdays and hey. opening our doors and so on and so forth. that is what you would think but unless you receive revelation about what God means by love when he relates love to his relationship to the church, unless you get that revelation, you will never understand even how to treat a woman. That is why when someone does not know God, that person is not fit for marriage. I'm telling you, you a person does not know God, he's not fit for marriage because the Bible says love is God. Revelation. <laughs> the Bible says love is God. So if you are a husband, you should strive to know God if you really want to love your wife or you say you love your wife. So the Bible says anyone that says he loves you and does not know God, the person is a liar. Mm, that what you are talking preaching about is not love. It's not love. Keep saying it. You can't produce love because God is not in him. That is why you are always crying. <laughs> that is why you are always unhappy. I'm preaching. I'm preaching a good word to you. Yeah, tell them. When God is in you, you are grace. When God is in you, you are able to you are able to emanate love. Love radiates from you. Mm. You are able to express it, you are able to live it that you are teaching it You're becomes you don't struggle to show love you don't struggle to love mm. are you understand what i'm sharing with you so you yes. must pray about revelation, <laughs> revelation. concerning your marriage mm-hmm. when a woman understands Anna to have he says women should respect their husbands <laughs> you think you know saying you know certain things or oh, <laughs> certain things is respect yeah, uh, they think it's they cooking. Bring it cooking. the table, and when <laughs> you take it to clean it or something like that. It's respect. Uh, they, they think. I you, you. are teaching. When you have revelation about respect, mm. and uh, even though you may make twice as much money than your husband, mm. you will have respect. Wow, I'm telling you, when you That's have respect, okay. you will have That's respect it does not change you who you become it does not oh. change you whether you become the ceo of a company that many men are under you and you come home you realize your role is changed because you have revelation about who the wife is and what the relationship wow. ought to wow. be with the awesome message? Want to wow. I mean? our wives that you are happy you our marriage is revelation mm-hmm. concerning every area concerning your journeys hey. when you, traveling you need revelation you have to be someone who has revelation in every area of your life even concerning your journeys Mm -hmm. paul once received revelation concerning his journey Mm. you understand he was traveling when he was taken as a prisoner he was they were taking him in acts chapter 27 and verse 10 acts 27 verse 10 it says beloved acts 27 and verse 10 he says, and said unto them, "Says this is the people he was traveling with—the captains, the soldiers, and who are taking him captive, and the um, the ship captain." He said, "I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt. Mm. It's a perception, you know. It's not revealed to everyone. Mm. The weather did not show it. The forecast was not predicting." anything. But he says, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage not only of the laden and ship but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master, that means the ship captain and the owner Mm -hmm. of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Because they were going by what they could see. And the captain, looking at his radar, and the weather, listening to the weatherman and everything, they were believing that the sail was going to be smooth. But Paul had a revelation. Amen. Pray for revelation concerning your journey. Sometimes you pray that, is it this route you should take or that route? And when you get to the place, something should just tell you, take this route. Hmm. And you feel strongly Even though you are with others. And they say, this is a better route. This is shorter. You say, I perceive that we should take this path. Pray to be that person who gets that revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Pray to be that person on your job that you need revelation. You need revelation in your career. You need revelation on the job. Amen. 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 Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes there are certain things that you are even going to discuss with your superiors. Oh, if you have revelation, not today. Mm. Not mm. today. Not this time. Not this time. And you, you ask, why? I just feel like today is not the day. I don't know why. Because you are someone who prays for revelation. Amen. You are someone who goes before the Lord praying for revelation. I tell you, it says something relating to humans. Something relating to humans. Hallelujah. Amen. Only concerning your children. Mm. Pray about your children. To have revelation about your children. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't even know what your children are doing. Mm. Pray that you have revelation about your children. Amen. 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 Pray that you have revelation about your own health. Mm. Your own health. You know. Sometimes a person will be well until a diagnosis is given to you. And the moment they give you the diagnosis, you are not well anymore. I'm telling you, you are not well anymore. Sometimes your mind makes you sick and your mind tells you, be sick. You are sick. Hmm. Behave as a sick person. Do this Hmm. as a sick person. But you see, when you have revelation about everything concerning your health, it doesn't matter what they tell you. Paul, in Acts chapter 27, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, you know, he was not well. He got sick. And he says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to perfect me, lest mm. I should be exalted above measure. Mm. And then he says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might mm. part for me. You know, there are certain situations that you are in, and you have come for pray for me, pray for me. You have gone to pray for me for many places. Mm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. yes to many places for prayers and the thing is still there. Mm. And then sometimes it gets to a point where you don't even believe in the power of God. Because some people that you believe are really powerful have prayed for you and the thing is still there. Mm. So Paul said, this thing that was given to me, I prayed to the Lord. Look at the scripture. Three times that it shall depart from me. Then verse nine said, he says, and he said unto me, my Mm. grace is sufficient for thee, Mm. for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most Mm. gladly, therefore, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That means I will glory in my sickness Mm. because of the new revelation that I have received concerning this particular situation and that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It says, right. So then he says, therefore, look at the next verse. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, I mean, in sickness, mm. in reproaches, mm. in, in necessities. When I'm in need, I take pleasure. I mean, these are all coming as a result of revelation. I take revelation. pleasure in persecutions. I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake. For I know that when I am weak, then am I strong. And you will never come to this stage unless you receive revelation. Wow. Really? Wow. Oh, wow. Does Somebody understand what I'm saying with you. That's right. Teaching powerful. Pray for revelation. Pray for revelation concerning your ministry. Mm. God has given you a ministry. You need to pray for revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What ministry. Your ministry. I'm going to that. Your ministry. You have a ministry. You also have a ministry. Oh yes. Oh yes. And you need to pray for revelation concerning your ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So revelation changes our life. When you receive revelation, your life is changed a lawyer who was a very prosperous lawyer currently was in a sick bed and dying. Mm-hmm. And at that time, everything in the scriptures was revealed to him. And then he said, if God were to raise me up from this bed, even if it is full time, I will serve him. You see? And we don't need to be in that stage to receive revelation. We need to Pray for God to reveal things to us. Pray for God to reveal your ministry to you so that you can fulfill it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. Many people, you have been married and sometimes you think that after some few years in their marriage, you think you have married the wrong person because you don't have revelation about the marriage. That particular marriage you are in you don't have revelation about it. Yeah. And sometimes you think you are even in the wrong marriage. You know, Joseph Joseph received revelation about his marriage. Mm. You know, he thought when he received certain news about, you know, his beloved coming to him and saying, listen, I'm pregnant. And I wasn't pregnant with a man. I'm pregnant with someone that doesn't exist. You can see, him, you can touch him, you can feel him. Joseph says, how? How did that happen? He says, that, that, that thing just came upon me and I got pregnant. Hey. You know, I mean, who will believe a story like this? No one. The man, you know, the Bible says being a just man was prepared to put away his wife privately. privately. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to be involved in this controversial relationship. You know, people are going to talk about me. And then, you know, your wife, this woman got pregnant with someone and you are still with him and so on and oh. so on. Yes, let go. But he received revelation about this marriage. Mm. And what a blessing. What a blessing. The marriage that you thought was not going to be, was was not the right marriage. What a blessing that he became the father of the Christ. Wow! Jesus as a father. Today, his name is mentioned everywhere. 2,000 years after. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. you are pretty powerful. Revelation. Pray about revelation. You will not have it if you don't pray about it. Mm. If it was something that is given freely to everyone, Paul will not say that he's praying that God will give them the spirit of revelation. revelation. Wow. wow. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Um, I understand it. Pray for understanding. Pray for understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's one. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18 the eyes of your understanding being enlightened hallelujah Amen. Amen. the next step in the Ephesians prayer is to pray for understanding when you have understanding you know why you should obey the word of god mm. Mm. i often pray for the spirit of understanding when you have understanding it helps you to obey god's instructions Amen. Amen. understanding means understanding when i look up in the dictionary it says perceive the intended meaning wow a word of words A language or a speaker Mm. to perceive the intended Mm. meaning. This is understanding. Do you understand? Have you had many occasions where someone said, "That's not what I meant"? Yes. You had a conversation with someone, and you are you are you, you are fighting with the person. You are angry. You are you are ready to do some wicked things, and the but the person said, that's not what I meant. But he said, this is what you said. He said, but that's not what I meant. He said, but Amen. what do you mean? This is what you said. He said, but that's not what I meant. You see, so when you perceive the intended words, the meaning of the words that the person said or the intended language, the meaning of the intended language, that is understanding. Amen. And that is what brings peace. That is what makes you obey you understand so not being able to perceive the person you are dealing with can often affect your commitment to the person mm. it can affect your loyalty to the person you understand what i'm saying with you so not uh, not having understanding if you don't have the spirit of understanding you will never understand god mm. and you never commit to his Work because you don't have understanding. Have you not realized that when a scripture, sometimes the scripture is read to you, you go, Wow, wow. Then you have heard the scripture many times, mm-hmm. you didn't even really care to obey it. I mean, I frankly, I mean, we all know that give, giving thanks is a good thing, but perhaps you have not really understood how important it is to really begin to thank God. Even your own body alone, the health of your body, which can be even one hour just to thank God. You are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm saying with you? That's right. Teaching to Pray for the spirit of understanding. Pray for understanding. Amen. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. The Bible says, For my ways, Isaiah 55 and 8. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. So the God that you are dealing with, he says his thoughts are not your thoughts. So when he says something, the way you are thinking about it, it's not what he's saying. Wow. So you need the spirit of understanding. understanding. You need that understanding so that you understand what God intended to have the, being able to perceive the person's intended thoughts. It gives you the motive behind what the person is saying when you have understanding. Mm, if understanding. my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, or your ways my ways, say the Lord. For mm. as the heavens are higher mm. than the earth, so are my ways higher than your Shaka ways. So la and your thoughts. So mm. we are far people, we are far apart. He says his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. So how do you walk with this God if you don't pray for understanding to understand his words? That is where what he intends to say is exactly how you perceive it. Because once you know his motives, then you fully commit to him. Once you know his thoughts about you, because he says the plan that he has concerning you. They are plans of peace and not of evil, but as your life is right now, you don't see any plans of peace. (laughs) But when you have understanding of God, you will realize that whatever path that he's taking you through, he says, they are all working together. They are all working together. Whatever path he's taking you, it is when. when you have the spirit of understanding, that is when you welcome everything that God brings your way. Amen. You understand what I'm saying with you. Yes. yes. Oh, it's to be challenging and difficult. They become meaningful to you. Because God's ways, they are, they are not the ways of men, but it can be your ways. Mm. You, you know that? Yes. Look. Look at Psalm 103 verse 7. Psalm 103 verse 7. What does it say? It says, He made known his ways unto Moses Hmm. and his acts unto the children of Israel. So God's ways, they can be made known to you Hmm. Hmm. by understanding him, having revelation that you can walk with him. Are you not surprised that of all the people, Moses was the only one that seemed to understand everything that God was saying. And it was flowing. And everyone else was rebellious. When you know only the acts of God, you become rebellious. You are difficult. Mm. We can't get you to come to a prayer meeting. We we have to explain so many things to you before you come to church. There's so many. You are rebellious because you don't know his ways. Mm. You only know his acts. The good things that he does for you. That you are uh-huh. Wow. You only know his acts that he provides for you. You only know his acts that you can breathe. You don't need oxygen. You are not sick. God has been good. Clap for him. Let's clap our hands for God. You know his acts, but you don't know his way. That even this way that he's taking you is leading to this. That is why when the acts don't favor you, then you become rebellious and you think that God has left you and you are crying unto him. Because when we know the ways of God, when we know the ways of God, many of our tears will be wiped out. You see, when children, when children do not know the ways of their parents, you see, and they know their acts only. So when you are disciplining them, that is all they know. They don't know that you have an intended good. That's what you are doing. You intend it for a good what you are withholding from them, you intended for a good, but they are seeing your act. They are seeing that daddy is me. Daddy has taken this from me. Mommy didn't give me this. I wanted to go to this school and they didn't want me to go here. I wanted this and they didn't give me. They know the act, but they don't know your ways. But when they come to know your ways, when they know that your, their ways, they are not your ways, but they are intended for good. They are intended for a good end. You see that now they begin to appreciate they begin to flow. Why? We don't speak with God because we don't know his ways. Mm. Mm. Somebody yeah. can understand what I'm sharing with you. Yes. But right. You know the ways of God. Pray Amen. that you understand him. When he's taking you through a path, understand that, yes, he's the one that is leading you and he has brought you to the Red Sea. You still don't feel that God has left you. Mm. You still don't feel like God is not with you because you know this God. You know that whatever he does is good. So he has brought you to the Red Sea. How is he going to take you across? You leave it to him because this God, his ways are not my ways. But whatever he's doing, I know it is for a good end. Somebody understand what I'm saying with you? Yes, That's right. Teaching so well. So, the next thing, let me just give you this last one. We cannot finish the whole thing, is to pray about your calling. To pray about about your calling. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what this the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of the in, of his inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. Amen. Pray for your calling. Pray about your calling. Amen. That is the fourth step. Pray about your calling. Hallelujah. So, Amen. you see, all of us are called. We are all called. Amen. If you are a Christian, you are called. Amen. 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 I believe it. And you are called. He I said, it. For we are his workmanship, created in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, yes. wow. unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Yes. So we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, yes. unto good Amen. works. That is why. Even after you are born again, you are still here because in this wicked world that we live in and the temptations that we face and the potential for you to backslide and all these things, if you are born again, the best thing for you is to die today that you are born again and go to heaven. Oh, yes. And And that for us, that once we are created in Christ, which is once you are born again, it is unto good works. Amen. and you need to do those works amen. you need to do those works it is the work of god and you are all called you have a calling to the work of god if you are a born again christian today then you are called to do the work of god say amen amen, amen. all of us are called to do the work of god i believe it has become a kind of some ritual activity that people just go to church They sing, they dance, give offering, listen to some sermon, and go home. Mm. If you are a Christian that does not do anything for God, understand that you have not fulfilled your calling. And that God created you to do something. To do something. So you must pray about your calling. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You must pray about your calling. You see, you Amen. don't think you are called, but we are all called. Amen. We're all called. In John 15 and verse 16, he says, you have not chosen me. John 15, 16. He yeah. says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And, and not just chosen you, it says, and ordained you. Mm. That you should go and bring forth fruit. To go and bring forth fruit is work. You have to do work. And that your fruit should remain. And then he's promised you that whatsoever you shall ask of the Lord, of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Wow. Amen. So, you know, brings rewards. When you are doing work for the Lord, he says that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. And so, you may not have chosen him, but he said he chose you. The Amen. fact that you are here today is a miracle. Amen. God chose you. Amen. You may feel that I'm the one that gave my life to Christ. I'm the one that signed mm. on and I came to church today. But He says He chose you. He wow. chose you. And if He chose you, He also damned you mm. that you should do some work and bring forth fruit. You should do work and bring forth fruit. Amen. So, Whatever you are doing in the church, whatever you are doing in the church, it is your calling. Pray about it. And if you're not Amen. doing anything, pray that God will give your calling, that your calling will be fulfilled. Amen. 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 If you are a chorister, pray about your calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If Amen. you are if you are a, an usher, pray about your calling. Amen. You are somebody who cleans the church. Pray about your calling. calling. Everything that we are doing in a church, we are called to do it. Yes. Why, do, why do you think that, I mean, how many people sleep churches? No, how no. many people sing in choir? Uh, no. Are you no. understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yeah. How many people stand behind the pulpit and preach? Yes. So, we are all called. We are all called. Some of you, your calling is giving. You are a giver. Mm. That is your That's calling. Fun. Some people, you come to church. Your calling is just smiling. You smile, and I'm saying that it's you a smile, good calling. You encourage the preaching. Some mm. people are calling. They support the preaching. When you are preaching, they bring certain atmosphere. Are you understand what I'm saying with you? They're calling. Sometimes when When you are watching a comedy, one of these comedian shows, Uh and the person who is making people laugh, the comedian, he's saying things, you know, and you are watching it. And sometimes you don't even, it's not funny to you. (laughs) It's not funny to you, but you see that he says something and a lot of people are laughing. By the time you realize, you will say, "Ah, maybe that thing might be funny, you know? Why am I not? Then you start liking it to laugh also. You understand? Then you find a funny way to hear it so that you can also laugh. Yeah. Because you look weird. When everybody's laughing and you don't find it funny. You you fry your face. (laughs) You understand what I'm sharing with you? So there are some people, the way they support the preaching, there are some people when they are worshiping, it makes you want to worship. That's true. Some people, when they are in church and they are worshipping, you you feel weird, you say ah, something is wrong with me. You you begin <laughs> yeah. to because what, what does the Lord has done for this person? The way this person is dancing and singing hey. and moving around, and you are standing by the person, you feel weird. Yeah, you feel so we all things. have calling, we have, mm-hmm. we all have calling, and anything that you will do mm-hmm. to make somebody Worship God in a special way. It is your calling. Wow. It is your calling. Wow. What a way. way. If you clean the bathroom in a church and that makes someone come and say, "Ah, this church is clean. I like going to this. That is your calling. That is your calling. And you should do it well. You should do it well. Let me tell you, anything that you do for the Lord, he will reward you anything, Amen. anything, Amen. anything. I'm telling you, anything. That is why he says in, um, is it Second Corinthians? Um, there's a First Corinthians chapter fifteen and verse fifty-eight. First Corinthians fifteen and fifty-eight. Look at that. He says First Corinthians fifteen and fifty-eight. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the preaching. No. Always abounding in giving offerings. No. Always abounding in ushering. No. Always abounding in sweeping the church. No. But it says always abounding in the work of the Lord. But you see, all the things that I said, you said no. Are they not work of the Lord? Yeah. (laughs) So always abounding. Beloved, it is important to abound in doing something for God. It's important. He says, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Be steadfast. That means there are things that will make you stop doing it. Be Mm -hmm. unmovable. Be unmovable because there are things that will fight you to make you not do anything, Mm -hmm. such as laziness, such as not caring such as, you know, you, you are um, independent, such as pride, you know, so many things, such as big manism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, such as grown inism. is it the mm. same? Sort of, can I say something yeah. like old it, 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 or something it, it, like that? It, like our old church. Old ageism and all mm-hmm. kinds of things will make you not do the work of God. Also, I'm too young. <laughs> you know? This is, Ye be steadfast unmoving, and, 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 Always abounding, abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Mm. For as much as ye know that your labor, labor means work, do work. Labor in the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. So hard work. It was never in vain. Your hard work for the Lord is not in vain. So <laughs> if you are not laboring, you don't feel tired for the Lord. You don't feel exhausted. You don't feel exerted. You don't feel like you are straining to do something for the Lord. You are not laboring. And you should amen. say about your calling because you ought to have a calling. You are amen. all called. Amen. Say amen. 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 We are changing. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is where we can end. Ah. To know the riches of your inheritance our powerful topic. And to know the greatness of God's power. Hallelujah. Amen. So go to read a book and the Lord will bless you. God will reveal his truth to you and you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed and your Amen. life will change. Amen. Things to pray about, begin to pray about, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? You have called me. I did not choose you, but you chose me. What must I do for you? Pray about that and God will reveal it to you. And you will have a reward from heaven's. Put your hands together for the Lord. time. Let him bring the service to a close. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you for the revelation. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us understanding. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Amen. Indeed, the eyes of our understanding has been enlightened. Mm-hmm. I will pray, Lord, that henceforth, when we hear your word, oh God, may we have deeper understanding, having revelations, things pertaining to us and pertaining to life, in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let our work with you not be in faith, but let it be, O oh God, to a higher level. Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory, give you honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are not born again. You want to receive Jesus as your Savior, as your Master. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to be born again. I want to pray with you. Being born again means receiving Christ as your personal Savior, that when you die, you do not go to hell, but you will go to heaven. You want Mm -hmm. to be that person to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me, repeat this prayer with me, and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please take control of my life. Please take control of my life. From today. From today. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will worship you. I will worship you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saving me today. Saving me today. In Jesus' name. have been blessed with this powerful message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.